1: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
4: Episode 435. We thought we would do a Toby Keith special because over the last 12 years, we've had a, a lot of fun interviews, experiences, stories with Toby Keith. And we, we were on the radio show yesterday, which was Tuesday, and, you know, talking about Toby Keith passing away at age 62. Um, obviously, it was, it was a sad day, sad day for all the people that knew him, all the people that had worked with him or been affected, influenced by him. But some of this stuff that we're going to do here just isn't sad. And although it did feel very sad on the day that we came and talked about his death, I just don't want to leave that as kind of the last impression of us talking about him. So I wanted to just play a bunch of clips, a bunch of interviews from the many times he's been on the show, some of the stories that we've shared as well. So in memory of Toby, we're going to do a special Bobby cast that features everybody from the people on the show to Toby calling, to Toby being in the studio. And we're going to start with back in October of 2013. 2013 is the year we moved to Nashville. It was a wild year. It even snowed in April that year, I remember. And so we moved here. We're all like new to the area. Toby Keith was coming in the studio. We were like, this is crazy. I remember him walking in. He was humongous. Obviously, we knew who he was, but we'd never met him. But he was like 6'3", 6'4", and big personality. Obviously, felt like he had a duck walking in the door. We talked about tequila that he was drinking during the interview, playing with Willie Nelson, how he got into horse racing with his dad, and a few other things. So this is us with Toby Keith back in October of 2013. Hey, Toby Keith is here this morning on the Bobby Roan Show. Hey, Hey, you have some tequila with you, huh?
2: I do. It's a mezcal. It's a cousin of tequila, but it's the mezcal with a worm, and it's the real McCoy. Well,
4: what's the difference? I've never had to drink
2: alcohol, so I don't know anything about it. You don't even drink Uh, alcohol? no. then I'm at the wrong bar. (laughs) I, I got water. So so what's the... Uh, Mezcal is uh, tequilas made from blue agave, farm-raised, and they squeeze the uh, juice out, extract it, the raw juice, and and make tequila. In Mexico, it's kind of like Mexican moonshine. They take the green agave that's wild, and they smoke it like a ham. and gives it a smoky flavor and cure it. And then they crush the juices out of it, and they make it, and there's a worm in the bottom of the bottle that always um, is symbolic to mexican moonshine
4: to make you sick the worm no would you eat the worm
2: i eat the worm all the time
4: are you immune to the worm
2: uh immune
4: yeah like it doesn't bother you anymore like you you, you have immunity to worm i'm immune like what I, if i ate the worm what would happen to me uh,
2: you'd lose your show probably <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> i didn't know where that was going bobby <laughs> uh, nothing would happen if you just took the worm out of the bottom of the bottle it, nothing would happen they say that they're you see Visions when you eat the worm, but I think it's just because he's in the bottom of the bottle.
4: Nah, because you've had the entire bottle. Ah. I got it now.
2: It's called Wild Shot, and you can get it where? Uh, you can get it in 37 states. Liquor Stores, it's the number one premium mezcal in the U.S.
4: So what's it like working with Willie, spending time with Willie?
2: Well, the unique thing about him is uh, the guitar player that's been in my band that that I've had for forever, Joey Floyd, was the little boy in Honey Honeysuckle Rose. So my guitar player... Grew up in the Willie family since he was in grade school. So, um, to to be around them all the time, it was just like they were already family. I was in with them the second that I, that I met him, And uh, Willie's always been very professional, very good friend. Call you, tell you joke. He loves jokes. If you you know, he'll just call you up out of the blue and say, "Have you heard a good one today?" He's <laughs> he wants to know when he starts his day out, whether he's going to have some new material to lay on everybody all day. And it's amazing how big his heart is and, and the little light that shines in his eyes. And and what a, you know, what a great guitar player how jazz. He is, man. He is jazz. Willie is just jazz. He, his, his guitar is like an extension of his spirit and he can really create music on a guitar that no one else can.
4: Okay, we're going to play your new song, Toby. You ready? All right. all right. All right, Drinks After Work. Yep. And so for those maybe that haven't heard it yet, first of all, the album of the same name comes out October 29th. Tell us about the album, then tell us about the song.
2: album is, uh, as you, as I told you earlier, I write all year long, and I go in the spring, and I start piling my songs up that I wrote, and I have never have a theme or anything. I just take the, my 10 or 12 best things I think I wrote and record them and live with them. So they're all homebreds. It's not like we went over to Kentucky and— handpicked a bunch of yearling racehorses and and gave a million dollars each for them. There's no cherry picking going on. We ride them and we create them. They're home cooked and then we stick them out and I live with the results. This is one song here that's on the album that I didn't write, Drinks After Work. And Mark Wright, my partner, found this song and he said, you you have to cut this song. And I didn't know if it fit me. I didn't know if I could sing it. It was completely out of the box. And, and uh, we did a, knocked it out in the studio and it kind of bloomed in the studio and and the tornadoes had hit. I only had four songs done for the album. Running Behind in June, tornadoes hit Oklahoma. They said, We've got to have a single by June 8th. And I was like, Well, I'm kind of busy here. And, uh, and so I turned those in, and, and they said, Well, let's pick something. So we went with this first. It's a really cool song. It's kind of a Wednesday hump day song.
4: I love this bar and girl. Continue to expand. You have almost 20 locations now, right? I think there are 20. Are there 20 now? Yeah, maybe maybe more. At press time, there was 18, so two have happened in the last hour. Like, they're yeah, growing we, like weeds. We had twins. Yeah. <laughs> so, you ever go just, okay, you don't tell them you're coming, but you see one, you go in, you oh, have yeah. a meal, and just, oh, yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. And then you get, like, bad service, and you go have a talk with the, the manager?
2: Well, you usually don't get that far. I mean, when your picture's on the wall, and it's your joint, you usually sit down, and somebody goes, aren't, oh, my God, you're,
4: oh. Then they go tell everybody, and everybody freaks out?
2: Yeah. So, it's. I snuck in one, and 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 actually didn't get it very – it was in the afternoon, so it was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so it was tweener time of day. You know, the dinner crowd hadn't hit yet, and the lunch was way over. And I kind of snuck in a side door and and sit down by the bar, and we'd been playing golf, so we had four or five golfers, so they just thought we were four or five dudes. Took them 10 minutes to figure it out. (laughs) But it took them a while to wait on me, I was like, Hey, you're not getting over here quick enough. Let's slop some whiskey out here, girls. Come on. So you're a
4: racehorse guy, huh? Yep. I grew up. Uh, near Oakline racetrack. You sneak in like 12 years old. You just
2: go races all the time. I go, I race horses over all the time. And, hey, Love you, it.
4: We would go and, you know, $2 minimum bet and you'd go and find an adult to make your bet for you. Yeah. Sit there all day and just bet horses two as a bucks. kid. Yeah. Before
2: I bet the long shot most of the time. As a kid, try always. And make 60, try and make $60 out of two.
4: Or you take the two and you'd bet the favorite and you bet them to show and you make like $2.10. Yeah. You, know, you do. you do <laughs> one of those two things. So how, how'd you get into race horses? Uh, my dad...
2: Uh, had some family friends who he grew up with who had some homegrown race horses and he passed away in 2001 but around 94 95 he was go the track with them watch them run their horses and I said dad I'm, I am I want to buy you a horse so you can so I bought him a little old bought half interest in a local horse and we win the first race and he was all excited
4: you so. won the first race mm-hmm. did you expect to win the first race no, okay. Just,
2: guys today I got a horse I'll take twenty thousand for half of him, so I bought my dad a horse, and and he went to uh, the track at Remington there, Remington Park, Oklahoma City, and won his first race. It was like, and then I was hooked. I was like, I'm in.
4: Did your dad get in the picture afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah. He went down oh, on yeah, the, oh, yeah. in the infield, got in the picture with yeah. the horse
2: in the winter circle. Yeah, yeah. And so then, um, look up. That was uh, sixteen years ago, and now I have one hundred twenty five mares, and
4: you have one hundred twenty five mares. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, where do you keep those things? What? Do you have your own horse racing ranch? Yeah, I do. Really? In Oklahoma, I keep 25 um, quarter horse thoroughbred mares or 30 there, and I keep the other 100 and something in Kentucky. I have uh, four thoroughbred stallions, two stand in Kentucky, two stand in Florida. I have three quarter horse uh, stallions.
5: Do you know all their names?
2: Yeah. You know
4: what? you No way you,
5: do. I no it. Way. you know everyone's name. Really? You mean
2: the, the st- stallions?
5: Yeah, no, every horse. No, she thinks
2: every
4: horse you
5: 125 have. 125
4: <laughs> <laughs> horses. I do, actually do. Yeah, really? I, do. I believe it. We're all big fans. Uh, all right. Toby Keith, everybody, right here right. on the Bobby Bone Show. <laughs> Next up is us with Toby in 2014. Toby came back into our studio to promote his new single that they released that day called Drunk Americans, and... Something that we have talked about in our studio, even off the air for at least 10 years, is how Toby said he could make more money in one night on merch than the president can in a year. Kind of hilarious, very much an inside joke around here. I didn't know if it was even on the air or off the air that he said that to us. But here is that back from 2014. All right, Toby Keith in studio right now. What up, man? Hey, man. Not a lot. Good to see you again. Yeah. Uh, today's a big day for you because today is the world premiere of your new song. Right. Which we just played, and people are going to be able to hear it every hour. Do you sit around and
2: read reviews? Do you, you Never. Read, read iTunes? In, I haven't read one in uh, 15 years, maybe.
4: 15 years? A yeah. review wow. of any, like an album, uh-huh. uh song, nothing?
2: No. Nope. Drunk Americans. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, it's just about a bunch of people who get together at night in this happy-go-lucky bar. And, and
4: it is. And the song is about all kinds yeah. of different people.
2: It's kind of a cross between I Love This Bar and American Ride. You ever think about running for office? Hell no. No? No. I <laughs> mean, liars, man. You Dude, can't, uh, that's
4: what I say, too, about politicians, is they don't you, know what it's like to be normal because most of them get to be you know, They grow yeah. up rich and entitled, so yeah. that's why they get to run for office to begin no, with. No,
2: you can't. It'd be really hard to run that show because you just, everybody around you would either be a yes man or a liar.
4: You don't feel like you could break that mold though? No. Don't you feel like you broke a mold in country music and you don't feel like you could break a mold in politics?
2: No, I couldn't. I could put a niche in, maybe at the city level or something, but plus the pay sucks. I mean, that's about power
4: though. That's not even about pay.
2: I can make more in a night than the president makes all year.
4: In a night you can make over $100,000?
2: <laughs> you brought it up, not me. He makes more than 100. Now, I'm just
4: asking though, in a night you can make over 100 grand?
2: Oh yeah.
4: Oh
3: my goodness.
4: <laughs> Holy crap. You're simple. I am simple. <laughs> What's a president make a year? Like 250? Is that what the salary is for the president? I think it's about. Is it 250, that. right? In a night you can make over $250,000. I made
2: that much in merch before.
4: In a night?
2: <laughs>
6: in a night.
5: <laughs>
4: Can I touch you? <laughs> so you went from like not having anything to having whatever you want. Do you feel like you're different inside? No. None what's of. what's money been able to let you do like on a on a giving, Travel, giving level?
2: On a giving level. Yeah, like Oh, I built uh I built a sixteen room Ritz Carlton Disney World children's cancer uh lodge in Oklahoma City that we didn't have. It cost uh, sixteen million bucks to build a it's really looks like Ritz Carlton um, meets Disneyland. I had hold on, let me get this. Hey, who is it? Let's see who's calling, Toby. Oh, somebody cool. Who is it? It's a uh, buddy of mine runs a meat packing plant.
4: <laughs> what would he call you for right now? Like, what would he say?
2: Uh, well, we uh, I have a I have a company that I own called Dreamwalker Farms Meats. So we'll just plug that right now. And, you go and he would on the be internet calling to say what? Sell smoked turkeys and stuff through the, through the internet. So he's calling me to tell, tell me that the turkeys are smoked or something.
4: <laughs> you got to hook it up then. You got to send me you some. You
2: need a turkey? I'd need like five of them. Okay. I eat Thanksgiving. They're alone. the best. Alone. I wouldn't be in it if they weren't Say the name best. again the, Dream Walking Farms Meats.
4: Okay. And that means Bobby gets some free Dream Walking stuff. Yeah, I'm going to send meat. you some turkeys right. and some
2: bone in fillets and stuff, and turkeys and uh, beef. See, I see? You think he, that message was, hey, Toby, um, turkeys, turkeys, are, turkeys are in.
4: Turkeys in. We're all good. We're all good. What was the first song that you finished, and you, and it comes out, it hits number one, and you're like, all right, I'm here to stay now?
2: Should have been a cowboy. So that was it. Mm-hmm. That's when you knew, this is, this is it, I'm here. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, you obviously had to follow it up with something, but I knew I had, if they liked that one, I knew I had another one just like it. You know we were talking earlier about all the stuff that you're
4: able to do now that you make money is that the best part about making money is you're able to do things for other people absolutely because it is you can only make so much if you probably hit a point to where you make enough for you mm-hmm. and then you're able to like build the ritz carlton disney thing you're talking about yeah
2: and the biggest thing that we get a kick out of is letting my kids pick stuff out like around the holidays and stuff they start picking stuff out big stuff we can go do silently you know, so I can't really talk about it much more than, sure. that other than keeping it silent. But they'll pick something in the paper where somebody's struggling at Christmas.
4: How do you do it with kids? Because I'm sure you were brought up way different than your kids are brought up now.
2: Mm-hmm. But I never missed anything. I mean, I never knew we were poor. You know? Right, and I didn't know I was poor either.
4: But now that you have money and you have you have to raise kids with money, do you fight them having a sense of entitlement? Mm-hmm. Is that a hard fight? It is
2: a hard fight. How, how do you manage to balance and you make? Can't, it- you can't. You you want them to have more than you had, but at the same time, you know, you, you, there's a balance there that you have to try to. You know, I try to do. You know what I mean? I I tell them like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get you a car when you turn 16, but I'm not. You know, but we're not buying. I'm gonna get you like a Mustang or a, one of those. A $20,000 car.
4: You make them pay their own insurance or anything like that?
2: No, but I'm, I make them have to pay for their gas and stuff through doing chores and earning their way. They
4: ever have to work real jobs?
2: Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Like? Well, Crystal was working with her husband uh, at an oil and lease office.
4: Man, I'd be like... Come on, Dad! I saw you on Forbes. <laughs> Why <laughs> am I working in the oil and lease office? You have tur- you have free turkeys. Come on! Okay. Uh, it, good to see you.
3: You too. Yeah.
4: All right, Toby Keith here, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yeah.
3: Let's take a quick pause for a message from our sponsor. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day.
4: And we're back on the Bobby Cast. Next up is Toby from 2015, and he surprised me by calling into the studio. And he asked Eddie and myself and the Raging Idiots to come open a show for him in DC. And he sent us plane to come pick us up. It's a whole deal. It's pretty cool. And we've talked about that three or four times over the past few days, but we haven't played any of this yet. And then following the call with Toby, you're going to hear the segment we did on the radio following. That week and recapped all of that with Toby, even some audio of us on stage singing Red Solo Cup with Toby Keith. Okay, here you go. I thought it was a joke at first because I I was walking to the airport, here's a story, and I met one of Toby's people. Yeah. And he was like, hey, nice to meet you. And then I get a call and they say, hey, Toby would like for the Raging Idiots to open up for him in D.C. And I was like, okay, I thought this was like punked.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) I I thought it was like punked. I was like, okay, stop it. So I said, is it... I talk to Toby, and so Toby's here now. Now, is this a joke, Toby? And be for real, because I don't like, you know, like you, I don't like pranks being played on me. What's the deal here?
6: Well, we're just going to have you come in, um, open up the old DC show. And uh, we're always looking for new crazy stuff like that.
4: (laughs) So you are legitimately asking us, the Raging Idiots, to open up for you. This is a real question.
6: Yes, no question.
4: Eddie, we, we're in, right? It's an honor. Uh,
6: yeah.
4: It, it, how, it, how many millions do we get?
6: Uh, Depends on how
4: many shows you want to do. You <laughs> want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Start on, small. Sincerely, yeah, we would not say no ever in a million years. So thank you. I thought it was a joke. So that's, that's, that's crazy awesome. So Eddie and I go as the Raging Idiots, and we go to play. Right outside of D.C., Northern Virginia, we're opening up for Toby Keith. And first of all, let me say thank you to Toby. It was a great experience. It's crazy to play such a big venue. I mean, it's a 20,000-seat venue, so to even have us up there was ridiculous. More on that later. Yeah. And then I went out with Chris Jansen and did Buy Me a Boat, completely unexpected. One of the coolest things I've ever got to do. I'll tell you about that later. (laughs) Now, at one point, the whole night was a blur because we have like 20 stories from it, good and bad. But at one point during Toby's show, and I'm talking about the crowd is just 20,000 deep at Jiffy Lube Live. And they always bring out the acts that played before him to come on and do Red Solo Cup with him. So, Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. We're all hitting. So, before we go out, we're talking to Toby backstage and we're talking about the raging idiots and i'm the white one and eddie's the mexican one and that's how we introduce ourselves yeah i'm the white one and he's hey like, i'm i'm the
3: mexican of the band
4: yeah. yeah
5: it's easy to just keep up with y'all that yeah because yeah, right. we look
4: alike we're like twins basically exactly. but it's like hey, i'm the white guy and he's like i'm the mexican guy so we walk out on stage and it's totally a joke that eddie brought up to toby like i'm the mexican one And Toby's like on on the mic, because we're out singing Red Solo Cup. And he goes, Hey, where's that Mexican one? The crowd has no idea. I'm gonna play the clip. And we laugh so hard because Eddie's the one that told him, like, hey, I'm the Mexican one. But here, here we go. So this is me and Toby singing. You hear Eddie a little bit, and you hear him during the clip go, Hey, that
3: Mexican
2: one.
4: So if you listen again What he says And I, I slowed it and He says hey Let's get the Mexican in here yeah. yeah But what people don't know Is Eddie told him To call him that Right So before anything else happened You know what I don't want you to get up To call Eddie a Mexican Sure Eddie's like call me the Mexican I am the Mexican of the And band. I'm the white guy Boom <laughs> And you're gonna, awesome. I didn't think you'd be able to hear me that much it's, but they had our mics up loud uh, really loud <laughs> like you can, and I, I, I think I think this is what happened when I first got the mic I was lip syncing because I didn't want to mess up the words uh-huh. and I think the sound guy probably boosted us up because of that so in return that's we were super loud all of a like, sudden so I not not heard there. myself jamming <laughs> I out I mean because that's like not even Toby like I hear me yeah <laughs>
3: like, that's Toby <laughs> I love my
2: soul. No, that's Toby. Toby
4: oh my sound goodness sound good too the next time Toby was on our show was 2018. He called to talk about the release of his song Don't Let the Old Man In which he wrote for the movie The Mule starring Clint Eastwood. So Toby talked about the inspiration behind this song what the movie was about and hanging with Clint Eastwood. Hello. This is Toby Keith. This is Bob Bones. Hey Bob, how you been, Bob? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, nothing, nothing. Don't let the old man in? Tell me what the movie's about. Like normal person to
6: normal person. Uh, it. It's a, based on a true story about a guy from Indiana that was 80-something years old, 88. And he he his claim to fame was he was famous, at, uh, even got it printed in the New York Times that he made these lilies or something. He, he grew flowers. And at some point, the cartel started sticking. He'd haul loads of vegetables, I guess. And the cartel started putting a sack of something else in there with them, you know? And then when he found, you know, as he found out, he knew he'd kind of wrecked his life and was desperate. And so he ends up running drugs for the cartel. And uh, and uh, they didn't really ever check him because they, they'd see an 88-year-old man and just not check him, you know. It's not what they were looking for. And uh, it's a great movie, great story. And so I wrote the song and sent it to him he called me back the next morning after I sent it to him and said, I'm putting it in the movie.
4: Hey, what's Clint Eastwood like though, like hanging out?
6: He's a real, he's a real nice guy, man. I mean, he's real, uh, he's real laid back. He's funny. Um, He's real soft hearted. Um, And You know, I was expecting to be riding with dirty Harry, (laughs) you know, and, and he's just, he just, uh, I love that he's been with the same company, Warner Brothers, for over 45 years and that they kind of let him do what he wants to do. And he really doesn't have to, you know, a lot of people work for a lot of different, whatever's the best script and whatever pays the most or whatever. But he kind of gets to go about and do his own thing. And, and uh, I love that. But uh, he's a total gentleman and he's an all-dayer guy get up in the morning. Play golf all day and then host his event till midnight. I mean, he, and he'll do it three days in a row. And uh, he's in great uh, mind and shape for a guy of his age.
4: All right, Toby Keats on with us. Now, the movie we're talking about is called The Mule. That's where Toby's going to go and watch. Uh, and the song is Don't Let the Old Man In. And Toby's singing it. Toby wrote it. Toby, it's good to talk to you, my friend. I, we don't see each other enough.
6: Well, come out and see us. You used to come out and jam with us once in a while. You still, you still doing
4: that? I'm just trying to like pay my mortgage right now, so I'm doing everything to survive.
6: <laughs> okay,
4: brother. God All right. Speak. See you, Toby.
3: The Bobby Cast. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: AppleCard is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
5: Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled
3: This is the BobbyCast.
4: The final chat with Toby will be one that happened last month where he came into our studio. We talked a lot about his returns, his return to music, his return to the live stage, uh, his return here with us. And so we talked about that, being in Vegas, and his concern of remembering the lyrics. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Toby Keith. Toby, it's rare that... People that I'm super close to will ask me for tickets, anything because they know. Like, unless it's really meaningful, don't ask. And I've only had two close friends ask me for tickets this whole year. And, or last year, it was Morgan Wallen and it was your shows in Vegas. That was it. That's how big those shows were. And they sold, I saw they sold out immediately. Mm -hmm. Do you still have any sort of anxiety at all about shows selling?
2: No, I hadn't worked in, uh, I probably only worked a handful of shows in the last wide COVID. Two big C's, COVID and cancer. So it was, uh, I hadn't worked a handful of shows in the last three years, but I worked every year for 27, 28 years. And I mean, I was the uh, only, only uh, thing I had that concerned me was being away from it for three years and remembering all the words because they subconsciously uh, come to you when you're working. Yeah. You don't even think about it, you know them. And then getting completely away from them and having to start back so they had a teleprompter up there and i got into a, a little bit of a sound check we're gonna go full dress rehearsal today but um i didn't even use it it was just like riding a bike oh you knew all the words yeah once i got up there and started rolling and it got familiar i just i didn't even look at the teleprompter what about playing at all did you did your hand stay calloused if yeah been... I, I still played uh no matter where i was I always had a guitar there, and uh, still plunked around. But um, they've been callous so long that
4: <laughs> it's all callous. It's not even bones anymore. Yeah. It's just it's just all calluses. Yeah, it's like having extra fingernails. Uh, I, you guys are putting the song "Don't Let the Old Man In." It's it's hard. It's been out, but you're like, uh, "Hey, this song's good. Here it is. Remember it. We're gonna push it again." Where did that come from, and why so? Uh,
2: so that wasn't my idea. So uh, we put that in the in the Eastwood movie three or four years ago. And the movie didn't do as well as they thought, but, and it's at the very end and as powerful as the song was, it still didn't really get its due. but great songs have a way of finding a home. Willie cut it, Humperdinck cut it, a bunch of foreign uh, legends cut it in their language. And I thought, well, that's cool, you know? And then when the Icon Award came up at the People's Choice, um, Rack Clark, Dick Clarkson, Who's I've known for years, he's produced a lot of the award shows. He said, uh, I really want you to do this song. And I was like, Man, Blake's presenting me. He's,
4: oh, he yes, asked you to do that song. Like you weren't planning to do that song. Mm. Got it. And
2: because it's it was it's dark, you know, and it's and and I hadn't been in the public eye for a while. And so I was like, Blake's gonna do Who's Your Daddy? And I wanna do something up tempo, because he's he's gonna be fun and funny. And He goes, no, Rack insisted. And I said, well, Rack, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. He goes, I think it'd be a gigantic highlight. And he was right. Yeah, it was massive. People went crazy. And so
4: because of that response, everybody's like, we need to reintroduce this song.
2: Well, it just, it went number one immediately on iTunes. And then people started calling saying, hey, they want service radio. Yeah. And I haven't really served I haven't done anything in three or four years. And I was like, I don't know if they play this kind of music anymore you know this is way different than what you normally hear and i said uh, this is this song is even more classic than my age this this song could have been recorded in the 50s you know or 60s and it's it's so uh, it's so country and so old school that i said you do what you want to do with it but um, i just love it that it got its it found a home so You live in Oklahoma, right? Right. Almost all the time. All all the time. Right.
4: So do you live close enough to go to a bunch of games? Like, Are you close enough to Norman?
2: I'm seven miles from the stadium. You are. My ranch is about seven miles. The stadium kind of sits on the outskirts of town, and I'm out further. What's been difficult for
4: me, being someone that is very much from Arkansas and a diehard Razorback, is that family. That Not only are they massive OU fans, but they coach OU. Patty Gasso is – the OU softball coach has won, like, seven national championships, mm-hmm. and it's been hard for me to be a fan of OU sports, but I've picked the softball team I'm a fan of. Yeah. Can't quite jump on board with football quite yet. Yeah. yeah. You're a hog. Yeah, right. And my wife's like, you should put on – would you ever put on another team's, like,
2: shirt? No. Me up. <laughs> now, I will say this. Uh, my, par- my mom's from Arkansas and my dad's from Oklahoma. So, like I told you, uh, I'm half hog in my raising – I'm all OU, but my second, if I have a second favorite team, is Arkansas. And the first two or three football games I went to as a six- or seven-year-old, my grandmother took me to Fayetteville and Little Rock to two different – y'all play two different stadiums. They still do that? One time a year. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't, but yeah. So I went to Fayetteville, and then I went to Little Rock. Saw Tech and uh, SMU in the old Southwest Conference. But So I tell everybody, Keith Jackson's a great tight end at OU. He's from Arkansas. And when we see each other, we yell, boomer suey instead of boomer suey.
4: Yeah. At the house, we do "Whoopick pick sooner. Yeah. But I only do that because I put "Whoopick" pick first. Yeah. We have a mat that's half Arkansas, half Oklahoma. Yeah. And my wife, she's not petty, though. She can go to Arkansas games and be like, let's go. Yeah. But me, I struggle.
2: I could probably, if the Hogs were in the national championship and I was, like, singing the anthem at the game and they weren't playing in Oklahoma, I could put on a – I'd be comfortable in an Arkansas jersey.
4: You like Venables? I love Venables. What do you like about him?
2: He was here um, when Bob Stoops got the coaching job, and he was here for years. And his defensive prowess, I mean, the guy's been around 22 years coaching at that level. Not head coach, but defense. coordinator. He's he's played in eight national championships, four at OU and four at Clemson. And his number, I mean, he's just a great defensive coach. We were uh, in really, really bad shape. He's processed... Like 65 players in the last 24 months, it was on the last team. And uh, only two of the portal guys got power five deals. Everybody else went smaller division. So we were really lacking on the defensive side of the football. And uh, he fixed that.
4: You do do NIL stuff yourself? Oh Yeah. Me too. Do you you talk about it? I'll talk about it. You do talk about it? Cause people ask me to talk about it. I'm like, ah, I mean, I guess I will, but I do stuff like I take these student athletes and I hire them to use their name, image and likeness to promote things that I do. Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just give them money. Oh, well,
4: see. Yeah. I,
2: I I have to like find (laughs) a reason. I'm kidding. kidding. We, we, I have a charity, I have a foundation and uh, we'll get them to whatever, you know, I mean, it's, you get them to do little stuff.
4: Yeah, get them to do stuff for the charity. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they'll show up.
2: You know, I get them to show up at my golf tournament or my foundation auction or something, but there's, they don't really have to do much. You know what's weird about that whole thing is it's toothpaste is out of the tube, you know? You yeah. You can't put it back. Yeah, can't ring that bell for sure. Four years ago, if they'd have just said, hey, we're going to give every player in, that, in NCAA 50, 50 grand, they'd have signed that immediately. But it's... With the portal and that, it just makes it crazy.
4: It is absolutely bizarre, even yeah. where players just moving all
2: over the place, even just shopping for deals. No one's loyal. No one. I mean, you recruit them, you get them on campus, you do everything you can, give them money, you get them education, and you have to recruit them again next year. It's a. I wouldn't want that. I
4: don't. know. I think I'd take it though. I still take it. I'd still be head coach. I Would mean, you? Yeah, I'd be pretty good.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, we'd run. We'd run wide open <laughs> offense. Yeah. We'd run. You know, probably. Have two footballs, three tailbacks, two. I'd want two quarterbacks, so one that could also play wide receiver. in, in motion, you never knew if he was going to come through and actually take the snap or not. Yeah. Tell me, that's not revolutionary.
2: That's revolutionary.
4: That's like that's not Lincoln Riley stuff. Yeah, but then it wouldn't work because I'd have no defense, and then we'd lose, and everybody would laugh.
2: <laughs> well, that would be Lincoln.
4: Riley. Yeah, that'd be Lincoln Riley <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. So, how's everything going? It's going pretty good. Um,
2: but I've got a roadhouse out in the country by. It's a, like a ninety-seven-year-old roadhouse that has a lot of music history a lot of uh oklahoma history what's a roadhouse i don't know what that is it's like a bar and grill o- outdoor oh like, got it got it got it you know it's an old roadhouse uh,
4: like texas roadhouse the restaurant type place
2: well like a a bar out in the country that people would drive out to like yes. in a movie you'd see people they'll set a roadhouse up in there. remember the one where uh patrick swayze roadhouse is that called right? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. yeah, yeah I know, that one. Yeah. That one. All right, so yeah. there you go. Okay. So that's kind of out by itself. Um, this thing's like 97 years old. The old actor James Garner was named James Garner before he went to Hollywood. He pumped gas in there. Bonnie and Clyde stayed in some cabins behind it. Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, people like that, would come through and play these little dances out there. And then it turned into a convenience store. We used to get bait, beer, tobacco, stuff there before we were old enough and then we're going to tear it down. And my whole countryside out there where I live, I know everybody, uh, that's my sanctuary. Um, they were like, man, they're telling that tearing the old Hollywood's corner down. And, uh, so I went and bought the thing, popped it up, cleaned it up, put some lights in the trees, put a stage out there, shot an all state, um, TV special out there, live concert from all state insurance. And, um, Left the stage up, and now you can go out there, get some food, get a beer, sit on the lights, bring your dog, bring your kids, and, and uh, have Biker Night on Wednesday, and, and I saved it, you know. And uh, so one night, I said, hey, I want to try to play. So I called the uh, manager, and I said, tell uh, Jennifer, I said, tell the band, they're paid, but they're not going to play. And they, she goes, who's playing? I said, another band. And then I was bringing my guys in from Nashville. And we were just going to go up incognito and just let the word build and just have fun. And I was going to see how far I could go without taking a break, you know? So I did two three-hour nights. And she goes, well, who do I advertise as playing? I said, the Greasy Weenies. <laughs> and so she put it up. The Greasy Weenies will be here Friday and Saturday. Well, everybody started going, something's not right, because the band's getting paid. so. When I showed up the first night, they were just like lined up down the ditches a half a mile in every direction. And uh, and I did two nights in July, and I was like, book it, go go book me some shows. So uh, it you just can't get the trucks and buses after three years all together and the crew, everybody's off working with everybody else, you know. So it took till December to launch this thing, and
4: uh, here we are. Uh, well, Toby, good to see you, buddy. you too, buddy. All right, there he is, Toby Keith, everybody. Toby's been kind enough to come in the studio and call into our show numerous times over the years and has let Eddie and I perform with them. And we've also performed with them at festivals. And Toby Keith will always be a major part of country music. His songs will continue to live on, and they will for sure be played for decades to come. Thanks to Toby Keith for all that he did. And thank you guys for listening.
3: This has been a BobbyCast production.
0: on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury.